0: We
1: sit glued to the TV set all night And every day Why go into the outside world at all It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV have
2: a of- Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 183. On this episode we've got some news and we'll be taking an early look at the we'll be previewing that reviewing uh, at the 2013-14 TV season, uh, plus discussing recent episodes of Awkward, Hannibal, Orphan Black, and the Killing. We're not talking about reality, and some TV on DVD picks. I'm Amory from my
3: take on TV dot com.
1: I'm Jason the TVAholic from TVaholic.com, and this week we have joining us
3: I'm Danielle from LA Examiner and Possible by Pop Culture. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Yay! Danielle and I have (laughs) talked for years, and we still have not
2: met in person. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. And we're always at the same places, and it's just never
3: at the same like standing in the same spot. I feel like the only time though that we've been at the same place is Paley, because I don't do con. So yeah. So next year at Paley. (laughs) Right. Right. So we have that to look forward to
2: it's Almost, almost 12 months, what, nine months from now. Um, oh,
3: stop. It'll be here before you know it.
2: It's a sad thing. I know. I'm not ready for it already. I know
3: me either.
1: I mean, neither of you are going, but it's already almost Comic-Con.
2: Right. I know. Oh, it's insane.
1: It seems like, you know, this year, I mean, this year's almost half over. It is. It's it is. It's ridiculous. I know. I
2: was lamenting the, the beginning of June. I couldn't believe it was June. Ugh. I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore because I like have a job that I work yeah. nine to five. Right. You work, like yeah. I don't
3: have a summer vacation, but to me, it's just like, oh my god, June school's over. Like right. it doesn't affect me at all. I mean, I think it still kind of applies because you know the heaviest part of the TV season is over. You know, I mean, going into the summer, it is lighter. There's stuff on, but it's not the same. So I, I don't know. I kind of feel like I am still in that school mode.
1: Yeah, it's a yeah the summer vacation. I mean, there is a. Uh, these days there is a lot of stuff on over the summer. You know, comparatively speaking to what summers yeah. used to be. Yeah, but yet it's it starts so you know things start like almost every week. Stagger, there's something exactly. new starting, and so there's not a whole lot on at the same time. You know, over the course of the whole summer. So th- that way there's there ends up being uh, a lot less. But uh, but yeah, it it is it is weird when uh, summer comes. <laughs> And all of a sudden, although the, the best thing about the last uh, couple of weeks is I've been able to catch up on things that I had like four or five of the last episodes uh, on the DVR. Yeah,
0: so.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: So yeah, so we are going to jump right into some news. Um, ABC Family has renewed Melissa and Joey for the back half of season three and the fourth season. Um, basically another 40 episodes, which will take it past 100 episodes. So congratulations to my cousin, Joey. Um, but I've never, that was another reason why I wanted to go to Atlanta or not Atlanta, Austin, Austin. because Matthew's going to be there, and I've never, met, I've never met any of the Lawrence's, but like you know, like they're my cousins, whatever. Like so far removed,
3: but yeah, I still but call would be them. Really weird if you really, showed up the Austin's TV <laughs> festival to meet your cousin, like that would be, be really weird.
2: It would be really weird. Like, hey, Matt, I know your mom. <laughs> <laughs> right. Really weird.
3: I'm sure but, they're gonna uh, weird things though that weekend. <laughs> I'm, that's not, and yours is at least legit.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I can only imagine some of the other reasons people are coming there. Yeah. Um, so that's ABC Family. I feel like that show is going to be on forever. And I just it feels like it's never out of production. So kudos to
1: them. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not quite one of those like 1090 deals right, you know, <laughs> right. or something for for uh, one of the Tyler Perry shows or anger management or something. But but yeah, when they're doing you know, well, the second season was sort of like the weird one where you're like, wait. There's only 15 episodes in season two. What's
2: there was 30 in season one.
1: (laughs) and there's going to be like almost there's going to be like 40 or something like that in season two or season three.
2: Gotta love it. Uh, All right, NBC. I think this is kind of a surprise, but an exciting surprise. NBC has renewed Hannibal for a second season. I just NBC does so many things wrong, and
1: (laughs) but this is not one of them. This is a
2: good thing. This is a good (laughs) thing, and I'm excited about it because I just think it's gonna be awesome it's already awesome it's gonna be awesome, Even more awesome. I,
3: mean, I i I don't know i was i like I like Hannibal a lot, but I have to say I was not expecting them to renew it at all
2: I wasn't
1: either at all I, th- I think it's it it definitely is another one of those cases where when you look at ratings, although in this case you know high quality of show low ratings, but then when you have part of the production being covered by somebody else where you don't necessarily need the re- the high ratings to recover uh your your cost, you know, to air it on NBC. I mean, then you can see them it's always that financial thing that you're never uh, you know, you never really know what the deal is with those exactly. with, with that part of a renewal, uh but you know, if it does well enough in other places that uh, the people that are producing it are airing it, then when you have something that you can at least for NBC, you can put out critically acclaimed, you know, like exactly, know. Exactly. it's like and you might actually be, you know, even with low ratings, you might still be able to to swing a little bit of a profit off of it because you're not paying the whole the yeah. whole bill for the show. Then it almost becomes a no brainer when you're in NBC spot uh, to do something. I mean, that's kind of, you know, like a Friday Night Lights, you know, type of yeah. type of thing
2: so that's that that's exciting and other news i didn't watch any of the pilots that amazon put out for people to watch and judge but amazon has given full season orders to alpha house and betas so i don't actually know what they are um but congratulations
1: (laughs) alpha house (laughs) is the one with john goodman about okay i think it's you know like four senators or
0: yeah or something like that
1: all living in the same uh same place or something like that and uh and then I don't remember what Betas is, but you know Alpha and Betas. It seemed that seems logical.
3: I'll say this: Betas. I liked Betas because it had an LA complex star in it, and I'm still not over that. <laughs> so, um, but it was it was good. It was you know it was about the um, the Silicon Valley kids that are trying to create apps. And um, Ed Bigley Jr. had a had a role in the pilot, so I don't really know how much you know going forward he'll be involved. But that one was good. I thought that one deserved a full season i wasn't so fond of alpha house but that was my personal
1: alpha house is the other one that i kind of wanted to see the only one i ended up watching was zombie land when they put them out there but uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see just the continuing proliferation of tv from all different places
2: yes so that's our news jumping right into Five questions about the two thousand thirteen fourteen T V season. Let's see if it takes me as long to think of thoughts about oh. these, uh, about the shows as it did for me to get through them.
1: Yeah, well there's the uh, there's two caveats with this section. One is these are all early pilots that are not re- you know, we can't review them, but we right. can give our initial impression of uh of, you know, whether we like them or not, you know, type of thing. Right. And secondly, we haven't seen everything cuz they haven't all been made available. So Right. So if you're if you're listening and to our uh, top 5 shows, it's top 5 shows we've seen. <laughs> but we did put in a question at the end so that we could tell you about the show that we're still looking most forward to that we haven't seen yet.
2: Right. So yes. So Oh, I don't even know if I can come up with five. Okay,
3: our was, first question. I was going to say that I don't know if we should do five each. I feel like maybe five collectively because yes, fall, I can't it five. I really feel like they might have. I mean, they say this all the time. They've got shows that they love that they think are really strong that they hold for mid season, and I think it's a lot easier to find five for mid season that were amazing. Yeah, for yeah.
1: Fall. That, that, be tough. Well, I have to say for for me, I'll start off.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> I have five, but there were, oh. when I watched all the pilots, I basically, if you you know follow me on Twitter, uh, I basically ranked things as either really liked it, liked it, uh, you know, it was sort of in the middle, didn't really, you know, didn't hate it or didn't, you know, right. didn't like it. Uh, and then, you know, didn't like it and really didn't like it. And, <laughs> but there were only four shows that I, when I went back and looked at what I had Done that. Actually, my first impression was that I really liked it. Right. And those were uh, the Blacklist on NBC, uh, Enlisted on Fox, uh, the Michael J. Fox Show on NBC, and Trophy Wife on ABC. And then to fill out the five, I added Almost Human. Even though it was only in the like category, I still, <laughs> I, I still would it would be at the top of that sort of category, I guess. So that would be. That would be my five of, I mean, of what we've seen so far.
3: Oh, that's interesting. I mean, you definitely – I mean, I Michael J. Fox and Trophy Wife, I completely agree. I do too. Uh, I, I actually put Hostages in my top five for CBS. And oddly enough – or I say oddly enough because I went into it expecting not to like it at all. I put Lucky 7 from ABC in my top five. And then I also put um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we have not seen, but just from the trailer, I liked it more than I liked everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I went ahead and cheated and said, I mean, there are a <laughs> shows that are new that I'll watch, but I don't like them as much.
2: I'll and, totally allow it
3: because I, I, surprise, say much. I really like comic book stuff. Like, Arrow took me completely by surprise last year, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this will as well. Like, I'm not normally a comic book person but it looks great and I love the cast and especially compared to some of the other stuff we had to choose from. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, there was like a handful of things of, you know, like Hostages, Almost Human, uh, The Tomorrow People. There was like, you know, yeah, Tomorrow uh,
3: People I liked.
1: there was like another handful of, of the shows that I liked that were like closer, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. to
1: being to- in the top five just because mm-hmm. they're the type of show that I like, you know, sort of the you know, with the, the action or, you know, sci-fi element to them, uh, you know, or, you know, you know, superhero-y type stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mine might be, I don't know, I like Trophy Wife. I like, like you said, I like Tossages better than I thought I would like it. And I think it has to do with Dylan McDermott is always solid whenever he's kind of in anything. And I like him playing the bad guy. Mm. even though we're not really sure if he's really a bad guy or not. Like, I like that. Um, I'm giving the crazy ones, even though I didn't think the pilot was great, I think think it can be a show I will like. So it's not something that's like a top five, but I just... Yeah, I
3: agree. I think it would have been in my top five if... They, the pilot isn't so focused on Kelly Clarkson who's not in the show week to week. Like it was so right. focused on your guest star that I don't really know what your show is week to week. I don't know if next week <laughs> they're going to have another guest They might do that where every week they focus really heavily on some big guest star that they're trying to like win the client over. Yeah. I, who knows? But I just don't really feel like I know exactly what the show is because of that. So I, I was like I liked it. I'll watch it. It's not in my top five.
2: Yeah you know i liked and then i'm kind of like you jason like i didn't have any that i'd like really liked but the tomorrow people robbie Am- ml oh. that? Yeah. i mean i like him i like peyton list a lot
3: oh yeah the cast is fantastic
2: i just it's like a show that i liked it enough that i'm definitely gonna tune back in or i'm definitely gonna check out maybe like a final pilot if these aren't final and um blacklist i like the lead girl very much and i love ryan Eggold, so that was nice but like, there's nothing that I really can say I'm counting down the days until it <laughs> premieres. You know what I will say, though? Yeah. I was surprised that Betrayal on ABC, like, I didn't love it, but the chemistry between the two leads was really strong.
3: Really? I, they- I I was bored. I just thought that had no chemistry at all, which I was surprised. <laughs> nice. i like, you're Stuart Townsend. How do you not have chemistry with Stuart this Townsend? This is true.
2: This is true. Um, but I just, I, I don't know how long that can really keep up, whatever. Yeah. I, or maybe it becomes like revenge. It does do well its first season, and it just implodes in season two. Maybe that's well, that, what yeah, that's the I'm sure
3: that's what will happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would like to see it more as a, you know a limited order series, so that it can answer that little mystery that they set up in the in the pilot. Close ended, yeah, yeah. not implode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are some really interesting characters. I think Henry Thomas's character is phenomenal, but yeah, I I, I don't know. Like I was so bored by the chemistry that i and that the show is based on this illicit affair and the way that it's bringing these people and these families together and i'm just not i don't buy it yet
0: yeah
1: yeah there I was a handful of shows that you looked at their premise and then watching the episode you were like
3: did not execute that well yes. no it
1: was like i don't this is good but i don't see how you get multiple seasons out of this. Right. Like right. I I could see, you know, there were certain ones like, yeah, it would make more sense as, as, you know, maybe a shorter order, but then some of them just make sense. Like if they were just a 13 episode,
0: yeah. you know, yeah. like
1: something like hostages, which is supposed to it be, is, yeah. which is supposed to be a limited order, you know, like 13 episodes or whatever. But yet there's this thing out there where they say they do have an idea if it's real, you know, if it hits, that they could do a second season, and I'm just like, really, this just seems like this should be something that you should be promising and open and closed, and that's it, right? Type of thing that uh, I I don't see. Although I did like in the first episode of Hostages that it took away one of my things going into it uh, of like, okay, you know, you're you're going to be operating on the president. And you've got the family, you know, the the family's taken hostage. What kind of timeline is this show taking place on? You know, like how much time is going to you weren't? I wasn't really sure. And they they answered that that in the first episode, so uh, that was what made it close to being in the top five.
2: Right. I don't know. I mean, the long and short of it is the fall season. All the shows I want to watch are in the mid season. (laughs)
1: there is a lot of pretty
2: much everything i want to see is coming in january or february me too bottom bottom three fall shows you've seen now these i can easily name um dads
3: Uh and um and super
2: fun
3: night see i hate that as much as everybody else did (laughs) but go ahead sorry
2: and um see there's so many that i'm like and then this and then this Uh, The Millers disappointed me on so many levels, I can't even... I can't even. The only exciting thing about that pilot was that Trace Garcia was in it yelling obscenities to the camera. Like, Trace is my favorite of the Garcia clan.
3: But again, I don't think he's going to be in it. (laughs) Exactly. That's not really indicative. No, I totally agree with you on Dads. Um, I totally agree with you on the Millers, too, just because from everybody involved, I want it to be so much more. And you you kind of go into it knowing, well, it's a CBS sitcom, it has to fit... That formula, it can't right. be what I want it to be personally, but it can still be edgy, yeah, as edgy as CBS can be, and it wasn't. Right. So, yeah, that definitely disappointed me as well. And I don't know that I, I had, there's like a tie for third with like everything else. Um, I I will say that the, um, oh God, now I can't even think of the name of it, the baseball comedy on abc what is the name of that one back Back in the game Game. thank you that really disappointed me also just i don't know if it's straight bottom three or or just sadly disappointing because again you know i I felt like it's not a traditional sitcom it's a it's a single camera half hour with these again great people james conn involved i thought it would be bigger and bolder than it was and it I didn't laugh once. And I just feel like, well, I don't care about baseball. So you already kind of have me not interested, but it, I also didn't find it funny. And I'm like, you're sitcom. That's your only job.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, you'll sometimes they'll like tell like, Oh, well that's a cute story, but I didn't laugh. Like right. And this is a comedy. So yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. for just... For me, the bottom three shows were dad's, And, uh, We Are Men and Super Fun Night.
3: Oh, I forgot about We Are Men. Yeah, that fits too. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Pretty much any comedy but the Goldberg and Trophy Life. Oh, what happened?
2: What else? I mean, I really could literally
3: go on about all the shows I didn't like. Um... (laughs) There's just so many that kind of – We
1: should have done a bottom ten. Is that what you're saying?
3: But the the, the thing is like the shows you didn't like I think are almost different from bottom three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of shows I didn't like but that doesn't make them bad shows. But I feel like all these that we've kind of talked about – I mean there's a fundamental problem where if you're a comedian you don't make make the audience laugh. But also if you're taking a back step and I feel like a lot of these comedies feel like they belong in the 90s. I agree. That doesn't make sense to me in 2013, like, let's push the envelope at least in one way, if not in all, you know, you don't have to be edgy with your formula and your jokes, baby (laughs) steps. I'll give you baby steps. (laughs) It's
1: true, though. Well, for me, it was really, like, Dads and Super Fun Night. Those were the two that, like, sort of set themselves apart in the didn't Mm. like it category from everything else.
2: And the thing about Super Fun Night is, like, I like Rebel Wilson enough that I think I could see how they kind of adjust it for the premiere and mm. and i i can you mean I can, like
1: rewriting it completely
2: i my, my number one thing would be letting her keep her accent i don't know how they would explain yeah. that but she does not do an american accent very
3: well and but there's no need for her to have to do one i don't exactly I, I don't understand why that's an issue there was
2: nothing established in the pilot that says i was born and raised in the usa you know yes. like
1: yeah it could, the the weird. thing yeah one that's one of those things where it could have been like she came over here for college and she met these friends and their Fr- this is what their friday nights yeah. became
3: Right and, it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter but know, like, they, they <laughs> make it matter when they make her do the accent and it's distracting
2: Exactly exactly There's just so many other shows that kind of fall like we weren't really talking about like middle shows but there's so many others that fall like in in the middle brooklyn 99 i didn't hate but i didn't love right you know the and iron side i didn't hate but i didn't love it's just it's so procedural it's not really my thing same but i'm sure that there's an audience for that and people love blair underwood sean saves the world like i laughed a couple times but it's 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 sean hayes doing the same stuff that he always does which you can get sick of. I'm excited to actually. Although watch that Dracula, was one of the that
1: was close to being in my bottom three list.
2: Shocked. Some of his physical comedy is really good, and if they can play that up more, then I think that they can.
1: That's the thing is to me is is it works as the second banana, yeah, in the show, not as the focal point for for a whole episode.
3: Yeah. And again, I just felt like it belonged. It felt like it was something that would have happened right after Will and Grace ended. Exactly. It's like 10 years later or however long it's been. I'm like, well, I get that you want people to go, oh, look, Jack's back on NBC, but I don't want to feel like I'm in that same show.
1: Exactly. I get that completely. That show was definitely one of the cases where I noticed the laugh track because I wasn't laughing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, the fall is not.
1: I mean, there are some shows that I in that like category that I think you know, given a few episodes, they could turn into sure. something yeah. really good. Yeah, definitely. And then there's you know, of course, there's things that I really liked that could like, two or three episodes in be terrible. So you know, it's really it's really hard to judge. Uh, I mean, because all you got to do is look at at things that we now hail as. You know, some of the best stuff on TV right now, and everybody hated Parks and Recreation in its first season.
3: Yeah, I did. And everybody loved Smash's Pilot. And then,
1: yeah, like- and that, there you go. <laughs> like,
3: like, I always say pilots are hard. They're really hard. A person can be working on a pilot for, they can write a pilot for three years, and then, you know, it gets picked up, and then they have to do week to week, and can they?
1: And they might yeah. get a, you know, and sometimes they get a, a larger budget to be, and they can be a little splashier yep. in that first episode and stuff, and they really you know and have time and then you know like it gets picked up and they have a whole summer to tweak things you know and they they put out this final really polished episode and you're like wow that was outstanding and then i mean smash is one of those that like it had almost universally mm-hmm. I, I don't remember anybody saying that that it was it was terrible you know or it wasn't worth checking out and but like 3 episodes in <laughs> it, <laughs> it was over already
2: yeah Oh, TV is such a fickle game.
1: So you've been dying to talk about mid-season shows, Amory. <laughs>
2: there is so much I loved at mid-season. It's so true. Okay, so top three mid-season shows I've seen. Um, I loved About a Boy, and that's yes. because David, David Walton ate on screen twice in the About a Boy pilot. And I, there was something about the way that man eats and acts. Like, there are some people who just cannot do it. He is so graceful, and I'm just charming. I love him, and I thought that he had great chemistry, and I thought Minnie Driver was fantastic. About a Boy is my number one. Um, But I also loved Believe. Well, I didn't love Believe. I liked Believe. I liked Crisis much more than I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I'm blanking on what else is coming at midseason, but it's pretty much everything else on the list.
3: I just want to say that all your three are from NBC, and that is shocking. It, it, right, it's it's um, blowing my mind, and I I don't disagree. I like I had crisis and about a boy in my in my top three, and I was equally surprised. I was like, well, they <laughs> they have some really strong ideas. It's just a matter of can they be executed, and will they give them time to find the audience and to stick right. around.
1: And that that's the thing, though, is that bothers me about it is this seems to be the thing that NBC does the last couple seasons is they hold some of their. Best mm-hmm. stuff till mid season, and then it never finds an you know because it's I don't know they want to take it out of the the glut of stuff in the fall, but there's a huge glut of stuff in mid season these days, yeah. Yeah. especially there's when you include good. you know cable networks and all that stuff into the into the mix, and a lot of these shows end up getting lost and never you know never found at mid season, even though they were the best things that <laughs> some of the best things that I've seen. You know, yeah. something like Hannibal actually getting, uh, you know, getting picked up with low ratings, you know. But there's been a a bunch of shows, you know, there's been at least two shows the last couple seasons that have been really good that were held till mid season and are no longer, you know, didn't make it past the first season.
3: I mean, a show like Crisis, though, I feel like should be a closed-ended show. Like, I almost feel like I wish they had said, oh, it's a limited yeah. series order because you can't. There's only so far that you can take the I,
1: Yeah, there's so many there's only so many pages in the guy's book.
3: Well, but. yeah, well that, but also I mean like, you know, you can say well season 2 could be what happens when what happens to these people when they're back home or he's caught or whatever. It's a different show. I don't know that they would want to sign on for that. So, right. I would rather they just upfront say we're going to air all of it, but it is going to be a limited series rather than we're gonna let it dangle and let you guys dangle, and then we right. don't. And then something like Awake, for example, which they aired it all and it worked as a close-ended series, but because of that whole you didn't know and you wanted it to stick around, and you know it, it makes the audience, I think, more stressed yeah. than it needs to be. Exactly. I
1: th- well, I think it's something we talk about that when we a little bit when we get to the killing in the primetime segment, but I think it definitely has that that type of thing where. I could see this type of show, you know the the FBI agents and stuff that you introduce, that yeah. you could create a new crisis for them to deal with, that, right? And
3: right, but that's a little bit more like an anthology drama. No yeah. one, no yeah. one other than FXs or AMC, which right, like you said, we'll get to. There's I mean, there, no there would other still
1: other be, be some, you know, with you would have the same characters, which is something that they're doing now with the killing and should have done between seasons one and two <laughs> is, is you keep the characters and they're investigating right. something new. And so some of the supporting cast changes.
0: Yeah. I could Perhaps see
1: that's the only thing I could see is that, but for crisis. Yeah, it was def, it was, it almost, uh, uh, about a boy in crisis. If I was doing top five mid season shows, those would, those would have made the list along with the 100, uh, from the CW, uh, Resurrection from ABC, and well, Us Again from Fox.
3: thought about both of them. You just said if you were doing top five. So what? What made your top three that that bumped those off? Because I I put Resurrection, which I was again shocked that I liked, but those I feel like those are all the really strong ones. But if none of those were in your top three.
1: Well, those those are the the one hundred resurrection and us and them are my top three. Okay, if okay, I was okay. expanding out to five, I was so five, confused.
2: I'm like, what else is there? No, I was just
1: saying if I was expanding out to five, about a boy in crisis would have been the other two. Gotcha.
2: Okay, yeah, resurrection. I I forgot about that show, and I I was surprised how engaged in it was. I, I was, and by the time they got to the end, and there was the second reveal, no spoilers. Like, I was very surprised how much I wanted to see what happened next, and yeah. why this happened, and where they're gonna go with it. I agree. Oh, I mean, Kurtwood I, Smith, I, not, I couldn't love him more.
3: Yeah, who and I mean to be honest, I've really only seen him from comedies, so yeah. it was kind of just a nice change of pace, I think, for me just to watch him in that. But I honestly did not expect to like it. I thought, you know, oh, it's they've they've done this idea before. I've I've seen them do it before, and I've kind of liked it. I don't need to see it again, right? Um, but I do feel because of because they are introduced, they're not dropping, you know. For example, the 4,400, they dropped 4,400 people that had all been plucked from different times back right. at the same time. And this is not that. It's not a straight copycat. It's this kid shows up 30 years later and, and how it changes the people that were in his life then and now. And, you know, how is he special? And then to think of the possibilities of who else could show up later. I don't right. know. I just I think it, it offers more opportunities. Um, And I really liked Omar Epps in it also. like I mean, I've liked him for a while, but I've just... I don't know. He he was kind of understated in the pilot, and I like that. I like that it wasn't. I, I thought it was going to be a lot more focused on him, and it wasn't.
2: And it was nice to get to see him do something that wasn't just arguing with Hugh Laurie. Like like it was nice to come sure. kind of step away from that. And <laughs>
0: right, um, and he's
3: kind of important now,
2: and that helps. Right, exactly. I uh, yeah, I just thought it was that was a really good all around one. And us and them, I forgot about. Um, I liked it. it enough that I will watch it. I love Alexis Liddell. I love Jason Ritter. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love Jason Ritter on Parenthood so much that I kind of, I kind of wanted to fail spectacularly because (laughs) here's why I was Um, watching, I was watching the premiere or not the premiere, but one of the first Mark Sear episodes of Parenthood this weekend. And I mean, it was like an episode four and five and there's this scene where he gives Sarah the book because the book that, you know, Amber had plagiarized the paper about, um, He had highlighted the same paragraph. And I thought to myself, these guys are endgame. Like, he cannot leave this show. Sarah and Mark are the real
3: deal. He can leave and come back. Yeah. I mean, it's just an endgame. But Parenthood, they're not saying this is the final season. And and honestly, the way they left those characters, they need to take a break from each other. She needs to get her, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast, but she needs to get (laughs) get her stuff together. She really does. She you really know, does. He He's too good for her right now. And once she figures her stuff out, and if he's still single and still wants to be with her, they can get back together. But That's that, true. you know, that can't and
2: happen. And that gives us and them a couple seasons to, exactly. to, to get
3: up their belt. A couple seasons, they could probably do that. <laughs> if, if the show doesn't succeed, they can do that by the end of this, because Parenthood has a 22-episode season this year. That's true. You know, it's they just... can work that back in for the end if they, if they had to or if they wanted to. Um, I don't know.
1: Well, I have to say they. I think they did a good job of, of rec- recreating a similar vibe to uh, Gavin and Stacey, the the British show, mm. uh, and without, uh, I mean, without without it feeling totally aped. I don't know. There was enough chemistry between the leads and stuff like that that I mm-hmm. that I I wasn't continually going, oh, this is just a remake of Gavin and Stacey, right? And so I. Th- I think this, the setup works that they can, you know, they can go anywhere they want to with the same basic, you know, setup in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, as long as they don't just go the same exact. Well, granted, they'd have to go lots of other places if they want to go 22 episodes since Gavin and Stacey in Four Seasons only did, like, that many episodes, so.
2: Exactly. I don't know. I just kind of love Alexis Liddell. I'm just so glad that she has a show that's back on TV.
1: What did you guys think of The 100?
3: I... I really like the script, and I will say that I was very impressed with what they were actually able to do. I I was kind of convinced they were going to skimp on, on showing a lot of things because they might not have the budget for it. Right. No,
2: I'm with you on that.
3: But I I will I was I I really like the world that they created. Um, I I. In their little, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. In their space station, on their ship, like I don't want to call it ship, that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. But I, that that aspect is what has interested me, me the most, um, because there's the, you know, they they say there's a hundred kids that they they send down to Earth and that they're juvenile delinquents, but they're not all juvenile delinquents like some right. of them were were quote unquote imprisoned because they knew too much or you know they they spoke out against what was going on in the new quote unquote government and that's right. stuff that i'm really interested in that i'm sure they won't get to until like season 4 if they should get to a season <laughs> 4 but you know just the fact that they've set it up this early and then you know they've showed that there are people willing to I don't want to say too much cuz we're not supposed to be reviewing. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. they,
1: well, I'll they, just say they that put a
3: lot of really interesting things up.
1: Yeah, cuz from the the clips that they show, you know, you're just yeah. like, "Oh, yeah. okay, it's a it's a lot of pretty young people, you know, sent down to a planet, but yet by the end of the episode, there's enough different things set up that I was like, "Wow, this is <laughs> this is so much better than I expected yeah. it to be." I think yeah. that's partial that's part of How it ended up, you know, as one of my top ones was – is I had sort of middling expectations going in and it so far exceeded them that I was like, man, I wish this one (laughs) – this is one of those – this is one of those, uh, again, here, hashtag TV blogger problems uh, is (laughs) you see an episode here in May and it's likely that you're not going to get to see another episode until like February or something.
2: Exactly. Oh, our life. Uh, <laughs> what else did I... I feel like I'm forgetting a million mid-season shows. But I feel like everything I liked was just later. Terry O'Quinn. I love gang-related. I gang didn't related. expect to. I
0: yeah.
2: think it's because of Terry O'Quinn. Because I just love him and everything. Plus, Rizzo's amazing. Like, who would have thought... I just never would have thought. But I loved him when he was on Californication... I was so surprised by him. I think it's a very cool thing, him stepping into this kind of world now.
1: I like the twist. How many times have you seen it the, you know, the other way around where you have a cop infiltrating a gang or, you know, Mm -hmm. undercover, but having it flipped around the other direction where a big drug cartel or gang has somebody on the inside uh, with the cops, you know, and the the way that they handle it, I I just think it was a a great twist. I think it totally works.
2: Agreed. Yeah. So yeah. So what about bad shows for mid season?
1: There were some, there were some bad shows, but there was one that stuck out. Uh oh. Above Uh-oh. all, or, or below all, I guess in this case. Below all. <laughs> and for me, that was the night shift.
3: Oh god. Oh yeah. It was. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot about the night shift.
1: Yeah, it's very forgettable. It's one of those shows that you're watching and you're going, how does the network that aired ER...
3: Right.
1: Yeah. ...look at this and say, yeah, we want more of that.
3: (laughs) I mean, they're trying to reclaim what they had with ER maybe a little, but that's the thing. I mean, I, I can't watch medical shows at all, like just in general. I could barely get through ER. I can't watch Grey's Anatomy. I just... I, first of all, I'm too squeamish for it. And you just never know. They're not going to warn you, you know, when when someone's coming in with their arm ripped off their socket or whatever. Their yeah, blood's
1: going to be spraying all over the place or they have something stuck under yeah, them. <laughs>
3: but they worked so hard, I felt like, with this pilot to make all of these characters, like, quote unquote, unique. And I okay, thought it worked and, against yeah. them. Because I agree. It, you know, it didn't come out, it didn't happen organically. We didn't find out about these people's problems or who they are organically. It was all through, like, little bits of expositional dialogue. And I never ever want to learn things that way, but I also just felt like well it doesn't feel- it doesn't feel as real when you tell me about it versus when I see it um and i i I like the whole you know the good doctors are going to do what they want to do to save the lives versus the bureaucracy of you know our insurance system or our or our hospital system whatever, but I had a really hard time justifying a lot of the things that that lead guy did. Even still, and that's a problem because you're supposed to root for him, and you're supposed to, you know, he's like the Doctor Cowboy or whatever.
1: Yeah, but there was like, but the but the action of it was dull, and yeah, like you said, there was too much exposition, and you know, a lot of the dialogue was pretty stale, and and then there was just sort of these like little vignettes of them goofing on the new guy, and it was just like it was it was all I just. It was it was really bad. <laughs>
2: I can't take Freddie Rodriguez seriously. Like he needs to be playing kind of a funny character. Like a, I just don't. I just don't take him seriously as like a lead guy like that. He's right. to me like he can't be. He can't be the guy that's in charge of the hospital. It Just doesn't work. Sure. I want so badly for Joe Flint to get a show that works. I don't think this is going to be it. Right. And it felt really weird for Ken Leung. Like he just didn't fit the role. Mm. Like they really wanted him, so they're like, "Let's make you Topher," but it just doesn't. I don't know. You can't have a bunch of. There has to. I don't know. I don't know. I
3: just don't say I don't know. But like, it's a messy show. I mean, I. I, They're still. I think even at the pilot level, they're still not quite sure what they're doing or who some of these people are, and that's that's a problem because that's what you just sold us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: It definitely was in the category of how. This this is at the top of my of everything I watched. This one was at the at the top of the list of how does this get picked up? Yeah. Especially when you're NBC. Yeah.
3: Well, but I think that's it. I mean, it's it's the best of what they have to choose from, knowing that they're trying to kind of reclaim the success that they've had with you know if we're talking about all the sitcoms feel like their 90s versions that's what they're doing and now all the dramas not all but this one feels like they're trying to reclaim what they once had with a lesser version yeah yeah Ooh. i will say though in the in the how category i threw in starcrossed because <laughs> because which i don't have a problem with it's like basic premise but at, but these guys there's nothing alien about them they're humans with tattoos yeah Exactly. Like, there's. I. I have a hard time. Like, and the whole like. We're. I get. I get why you would. I don't know if you're – I kind of get why, segre- why you would want to integrate them now after years of segregation. But I wish that we had seen more of – whether it's flashbacks or whatever, more of what life was like when they were segregated yeah. to understand why they would – Why think it's such a big deal, or yeah. –
1: Why it took so long or
3: – Exactly. Or even
1: and that – Why starts,
3: anybody wants to do it. Because, it starts
1: out with them crash landing and that turns into a battle yeah. that we start – you know
3: well, of course we're going to start it because <laughs> you know, that's what we do. People yeah. have, you know, they encroach on our territory, and I, I, I get that. Like, I absolutely buy that we would start a battle with these things that we don't know what they are. We would imprison them, and yeah. I, I buy that it would take forever for us to think maybe we can trust them. But I don't know. There's nothing saying why we're trusting them now enough to do this. Like there, there was no motivation for that. It was just, and this is what's happening. And accept it. And I'm going I'm to be really honest with you. I feel like Amy is too old to play high school, and I know that's a horrible thing to say, and I'll probably get a lot of, like, nasty emails. You because, think she's
1: yeah. too old to play?
3: I think she doesn't look like she's in high school anymore. Well, she has, I, I, she's mature now, not Well, old, I think
1: that, yeah, when you're – when the, yeah, the scene where she's running
3: mm. at the
1: beginning. Yeah, like, she looks
3: like college. Why couldn't yeah, this be set in college? That, yeah, exactly. That's the
1: thing. The, but the real problem that I had is at least she's still closer – to, like, she's actually the age where they tend to play teenagers these days, in your early 20s. Is she? And she? Uh, oh, well, I don't know how
3: old she actually well, when is. when she was
1: on Friday Night Lights, she was the only person that was actually pretty actually close her to her age yeah. on Friday Night Lights. And so, but she's really blossomed now, where in some scenes she almost doesn't even look like... You know, yeah, she looks she like looks a completely, different she, yeah, she
3: looks like a different person, which is fine. I just think that, like, why couldn't she set this show in college then? Like, but, it doesn't yeah. have to be high school.
1: My problem was Matt, was Matt Lanter.
3: These kids. Like, My
1: problem was Matt Lanter. Is I, I like him fine, but he's 30. Is he? And if you're g- going to be playing, you know. He
3: kind of looks is, young, is but a, like.
1: It's like, okay, maybe aliens age. Yeah, maybe maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe aliens, you know, alien teenagers look a little different or something like that. And you know, he's close to pulls it off, but it just uh I mean, you know, he was in his early to mid 20s when you know, he started on 90210, so yeah. and uh and yeah, he turned 30 earlier this year. Yeah. Okay. And Oof. and so that was one of those where I was just like really you couldn't find somebody <laughs> That if the show goes five years, he's not playing mm. a thirty-five-year-old that's trying to look twenty-one.
3: True. I don't know. I mean, the show is so focused, and it's it's supposed to be that's the premise. But it's so focused on their Romeo and Juliet-esque like love story, and I feel like the network is doing that with Beauty and the Beast. Like that's what that show is. I don't need another one. And I and yeah. so we're we're pointing out like all these problems with them and whatever, and like. I don't know that I would – yes, I was distracted by the fact that they don't look like they're in high school. But honestly, if we put other people in the roles, I don't think I would like it anymore.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, oh, star-crossed. Um, <clears throat> what did you guys think about Intelligence?
1: I liked it. It's
2: I not
3: bad. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not bad. I didn't think it was a bad show. I just – it's not a show that I want to watch every week. Like it's, it's very procedural. I don't know. It just seems like it's Chuck again, which was fun for me when it was Chuck because it was funny. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. This exactly. is a, I've I've been calling this sort of a serious, you know, it's it's a serious version of Chuck, and then after watching it, it it kind of is. Yeah, you know, a more serious, you know, uh, dramatic version of Chuck. Sort of uh, uh, if say uh, uh, Bryce Larkin had gotten the Intersect yeah. downloaded into him instead right. of instead of Chuck,
0: right,
1: is sort of what they've they've got going. I, I liked it. I, I liked the action-adventure, uh, you know, sort of dramas, even if it has a, a sort of procedural nature to it. Of course, they're going to be, they're not going to be stopping one threat over the course of a season or something like that. They're going to be stopping threats every, you know, on a weekly sure. basis. But uh, I I think they did set up some interesting, uh, you know, story stuff for, you know, continuing this type of story elements as well. But I, I just, I liked it. It didn't make like you know, it obviously it didn't make my my top uh, top three or even top five mid season, but it would right. it might be
3: top in, ten in
1: in the in the in, the, <laughs> in like the six seven eight or something. Right. I, <laughs>
3: sure. I mean, it's uh, hard because there are a lot of shows that right now they're not scheduled for mid season, but they're not scheduled anywhere. So I'm assuming they're mid season, and we haven't yeah. seen them. So I mean, there, you know, I feel like. It, there are a lot of shows that are maybe or maybe not even coming that I probably won't like at all. So like to talk about, you know, the, I don't know if you wanted to go in already the, the bottom show, but I feel like it's kind of hard because there's so much that I feel like if they haven't sent it to us, it's probably pretty bad. Yeah. Or Or there's one, I know there's one for sure that just wasn't completely finished, but also I'm like, well, you know, you picked it up.
1: Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's uh, yeah, you've got well, for the last question on the list, you know, mid-season fall mid-season shows you haven't seen that you're most looking forward to, Marvel's Agents of Shield is probably the answer all the way around. Yeah. Uh but there's but like we yeah. men- like I mentioned at the beginning, there's, you know, like Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and on ABC no interest. and uh no but I'm just saying I'm, I'm just not- saying that those are that one, and then like Dracula on NBC, and I'm looking
2: forward to Dracula.
1: There's still a handful of shows, even in the fall, that haven't been made available. Right, yet.
3: that's true. Yeah,
1: and, and so you know, there's a, but I think Agents of Shield is the uh, is definitely the at the top of the list for <laughs> the things that uh, we'd all yeah, like to see. Yeah, I just
2: want to see it. And uh, what else? I mean. Is there a specific show you're talking about, Danielle, that you are wondering why it was picked up and it was not made available because all the other NBC shows were made available?
3: Are you, I wasn't talking specifically about NBC, but um, there is one on NBC that fits that. They're uh, okay. undateable. They didn't make undateable. Yeah, they did they make didn't, it available. But, but CBS also didn't make Bad Teacher available, which they picked up very, very late. So sure. that also to me is like, well, you A, you picked it up way after Upfronts. Yeah. And you don't necessarily even need anything. So what's the situation there? And then don't and then to not make it available. Um, and then ABC also didn't make Mixology available. And the, you know, I don't exactly know, um, I don't exactly know, you know, why. Obviously about any of these, but it always worries me a little. Maybe bit. Maybe they still haven't yeah. figured
1: out the time frame of how to get twenty two episodes into one night.
3: Well, that's I I really liked that concept when it was just the pilot took place over one night and then we spiderwebbed out from there. But that because the series takes place over one night, I no longer care because you know there will be no character growth and like it's gonna you know you can have it's a it's a it's a half hour comedy. So yeah, it's gonna have to be funny week to week, and you can have funny scenarios. But I don't want
1: how much funny stuff can take place in one night.
3: Well, (laughs) that's a funny night. Yeah, that's a funny night. What I'm drinking, so it can happen, I guess. But like, what's your time frame? Because yeah. you, is it real? Is it completely real time? Like that old um, what was it? <laughs> Julia <laughs> Louis Dreyfus show, Ellie <laughs> LA interrupted or something, where they had the ticking clock? Because yeah, it could be like twenty
1: four.
3: <laughs> <episodes>. Yeah. <laughs> let's say like if you let's say you do thirteen episodes, right, and they're half an hour each, that's like six hours without commercials. So. Is one night really – are they really going to be at this bar for six hours or are we – like oh. do They how much do they travel home? I, yeah, I do don't they,
1: know. Yeah, do they – Whatever.
3: Yeah. I was really excited about that in the beginning and now I'm not. But in, just in general, I get I get kind of nervous when they don't make things available. If if they say we're going to not send you all, any mid-season this, at this point, it's too early. That's one thing. But if you send me almost everything and then you leave one or two out, that tells me something.
2: Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews. Like I've, I've heard of people who have seen Undateable um, mm. because they like
3: yeah, it the just happened. Yeah,
2: um, and I've heard mixed reviews about it. Like one person I talked to thinks it's hysterical. One person I talked to thinks it's like the Second Coming of Satan. Like like that it was that bad. And I'm like, I don't know because I love Chris D'elia. I actually yep. really do enjoy him. Um, and That's... maybe just his personality. I like. I don't know if I'm gonna like the show because the show right. just seems like I'm not going to. Yeah.
3: I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I'm so torn. It. I, I can't say because I didn't see it. But I mean, yeah. from what I have seen of it, little bits, and I read the script and and the photos. It does. It does seem very. You know, we are men sitcomy. Right. Right. And exactly. that's not my thing. You know. I. Exactly. We have enough. Like last year, when Guys with Kids debuted, everybody was making the comparisons of the. Oh, you know are these going to be those kinds of guys who like can't figure out how to change a diaper? You know, men are stupid and, and maybe we should get away from that because, you know, maybe a a guy who's a schlubby guy in this quote unquote undateable world, he can get somebody to, to like him. You don't have to, it's just not going to be your traditional. So I I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I have, I have a real problem with shows that um, rely too heavily on stereotypes yeah, their, for their characters and for their stories, for and and then they don't even evolve their characters. So again, I haven't seen it. It's yeah. kind of early to make these like ass- ass- assessments. And I like Bill Lawrence a lot, so I'm like, I don't want to assume that's what he's doing. But I don't have high hopes because I'm just sitting here making up my own terrible story in my head instead of <laughs> exactly. what is actually given. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um. So that's our fall planning. Planning, that's our fall. <laughs> Take for now. Um, we don't we didn't review, we previewed gang. Oh my god, the review preview thing just cracks me up.
3: Well, and that's what I like. Fun. I never want to say too much about what actually happens because it's subject yeah. to change. Exactly. Yeah. But my opinion most likely will not change. Exactly.
1: I figure if the if the trailer gave gives it away, then it's yes. perfectly fine to talk about. Yeah, true. And so for it's- NBC, you can pretty much talk about the whole, whole show thing. because I have to say they do a really good job of chopping of uh, forty two minutes into three, yeah, and, and and it's like a little mini episode.
2: So we're interested to see what everybody else is excited about. Let us know. That's our that's our two thousand thirteen two thousand fourteen. I mean, in general, everything just felt really generic, <laughs> and yeah, I I the shows I like that were at my top are still just not they're not losty.
1: Yeah, well, for me, it was just like, there was just like a, you know, sort of a few at the top and a and a few, you know, way down at the bottom, and then there was just a lot in the middle. Yeah,
3: yeah. I agree. Yeah. There were things that, you know, I I liked, I enjoyed, but I didn't think were amazingly well done, and then there were things that I thought were, were pretty well done, but just not my thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm yawning. Ooh, I think it's the heat and humidity in Pennsylvania.
3: I think it's the shows that we have to watch. <laughs> It's
2: true. Oh, my God. Um, so, prime time. We're going to jump right in. Awkward, season three, episode eight, rubbed raw and reeling. You guys. Uh-oh. That didn't sound good. <laughs> so I Like, I still really like the show. I just, it feels to me like it hasn't been able to recapture what season one gave us, the kind of, like, the excitement and the different mm. feeling that it had from other shows. So, like, i still enjoying it. I still like the characters. I just... I don't know. I wish Jenna would suck it up and stop mooning over other guys when she has Maddie.
1: Well, for me, I think the thing is is that they've is they think the wrong things are what people like about the show, and they've really grasped onto those things hmm. yeah. uh, in in this season, where there's a lot more of you know the funky lexicon and mm. all these all these other you know all these little things where really that sort of highlighted and you know some interesting characters and stuff like that and now i don't know some of those things seem to be too much of the focus i don't know know i don't know what i can't really pinpoint it but i'm not enjoying this season as much as
2: yeah i don't think it's one as the the last couple you know like it's not one thing i can call out like I really like Nolan Gerard Funk. I think he's adorable. But do we need him to be another love interest for Jenna? Like, I understand the world thrives on love triangles, but like she needs to figure out what the hell is happening with her and Maddie before she can go start falling in love with someone else. And I'm just, See,
3: that's, a, that's what I like. I actually like that aspect of the story that, that she's with Maddie. She has what she thought she wanted. And now she's still kind of, I, you know, one eye on someone else, like always grass is always greener somewhere, somewhere else. And like,
2: it's love- really true to life. People do experience that. Yeah. So I will give them
3: that. But what I, what, what I was going to say, though, is I feel like if that's what you're going to do, like she it's, it's very much about Jenna and about like what she's struggling with or maybe, quote unquote, what's wrong with her in relationships. So it almost doesn't matter who sure. Nolan's yeah. character is or Jake or Maddie. Like it's almost it's more about her. And I wish that something in the story would push her to notice that because as it is right now, it is very focused on the traditional, you know, triangle, like you just said. And we don't know a whole lot about Nolan's character to even know why she would be attracted to him for who he is versus she's just looking for something else. Well, I think
1: the one aspect of the show that I like is the idea of when she hung out with the other group of kids, you know, at that party and she became – like one of the cool people Mm. in that crowd as, as -hmm. opposed to, you know, even though she now has Maddie as a boyfriend and stuff like that, she's still not necessarily, you know, uh, thought of as, as cool at her school. I think that was an interesting story. I think that's an, you know, an an interesting place to go, but yet, you know, is that why she likes the the new guy is because with his friends, you know, she's sort of this different, she's seen differently. Her backstory is seen differently.
3: Her backstory I, I mean, that's not even like, real. Yes. I yeah. feel like that's the thing. Like, yes, she needs – I feel like she – because she has never seen herself as a cool kid, she yeah. is looking for that. And and maybe she doesn't even realize that about herself yet. I feel like because we are older, we can be as audience members realizing that. And for me, I just want the character to get there faster. Like I, I have problems yeah. when I'm too far ahead of characters because then I feel like it's too much is being repeated. Um, but to be fair, a good chunk of the awkward audience is not looking at it from that perspective. They're, they're identifying with Jenna. They're, they're doing the same things probably in high school relationships and not realizing why yet. So I don't know. I agree though, that like, I don't feel like this season is as special, but I think part of it is because it is more of the same. You know, we, the first season, it was so unique and special because that lexicon was new now when they're still doing it, it's like, okay, and what else? Right, exactly. I don't know.
2: I mean, it's it's still a show that I like. I, I'm enjoying, so it's oh yeah. It's just not a show that I'm enjoying as much as I used to. So I'm still going to keep, um, tuning in. Obviously, I don't yeah, know.
1: It, yeah, it doesn't quite have the. That's the that's the first thing I want to watch from that night. Right, type of thing.
2: I'll <laughs> say this though: I would pay good money to see just more scenes of Maddie and Sadie being friends because. I really, really like their friend, and even if that friendship does eventually lead to something, like I really like the fact that yeah. even though she's this crazy bitch, she clearly yeah. still does have a friend in him, and it's not because she's like holding something over him or being mean to him like she is with Lisa. Yeah. Like, I just really like their friendship. So hopefully, we see more of that. Though,
3: so. and I will say, like, there's a, a whole side storyline in the webisodes that I wish they had integrated onto the show as just a thread. Like, it kind of it doesn't. With what else they're doing this season, but I find it really funny and really interesting. And it's it's Val's whole um, search for who killed Ricky Schwartz. Right. And I mean, it's really just moments like to highlight her, but th- I, there have just been some really like clever little moments in there. And, and again, to highlight characters in different ways than they get to on the show. And I kind of, I don't know, like I'm almost enjoying those more because they're different.
2: Mm, I get that completely. So that's awkward. That's where we stand on Awkward, folks. I think it's coming up in the finale. Couple, t- I think two more episodes. And then yep. it takes a break for a while. It'll come back. And I don't know how long it'll be. I feel like it'll be like a summer break and then we'll be back in the fall. But I don't know if they've announced anything yet officially. So that's Awkward. Hannibal. Season 1. Episode 10. Buffet Freud. Is I think Freud? yeah.
1: I think technically it'd yeah. be episode 11. Of Hannibal? Yeah
3: because well, they didn't air because the... Because they didn't...
1: episode. They, oh, true,
3: true, true. They,
1: I, I put it down as 10 because that's how it's sort of listed as episodes that have aired, but it, I think in the actual... It's actually episode 11 of the what they had filmed.
2: So episode 11, Hannibal, Buffet Freud. This show, man. This show. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm sure I could offer more like sound <laughs> feedback than that, but I you don't know. I'm just really glad that Hugh Dancy's getting a chance to be kind of amazing.
3: Yeah, I... I really like the show, but I will say that I I just feel like it's so obvious. <laughs> that, <laughs> and, I mean, I get it. Like, we're watching it from, you know, an all-knowing perspective. But especially, um, you know, when he actually does kill someone and then admits it to the police, I just feel like he's really starting to taunt them. Hannibal, sorry. Yeah. He's really starting to taunt them. And they really, especially, a, like, a guy like Will who can get into these people's heads they should be a little bit more suspicious. And, and I just want to say this, and I've been saying this since the beginning. People continue to eat at his house. Like, they go there for dinner, and then they return. How are they not getting violently ill after they're eating dinner at his house? This is true. That's all I want. I mean, I just...
1: Because he's a that very good cook.
3: bothers me. <laughs> like, that little detail bothers me. Like, I get it, the whole thing, that they have this appetite for human flesh because he cooks it so well. But if you're a vegetarian and you don't eat meat, and the first time you eat meat, you're going to get violently ill because you can't process – your body can't process it. If you're a carnivore and you eat regular meat but not, like, human or goat or whatever, you will get violently <laughs> ill the first time you try it because your body can't process it. Right. And just that little detail just really bugs me. <laughs> uh, but I pick more than most people do. I don't know. It, like – I don't know. I thought I, – I will say that I did think the last episode um, – the case that they were on, like the quote unquote case of the week was fascinating. Like the, the girl who thought she was dead and therefore thought everybody else was dead. Like that kind of mental illness aspect. I love it. And I love the fact that like there's, there is something with Will and they're just not going to tell him what it is. And he's just going to unravel because he's going to, you know, think he's just free. He's losing it for no reason.
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's very fascinating show. I mean, while there is sort of a case of the week you know type of thing somet you know it's a lot of times it's a very small part mm. when you think of shows that do that try and bridge the gap between you know a case of the week type of thing and an overarching story, they tend to tack little bits of continuing story you know maybe at the beginning and the end of episodes or something, and you you mainly get whatever they're working on that in this one they almost like tack the case of the week in a little bit here and there and, and it's really about these conversations and and what these thing what these investigations are doing to these people uh, that have to investigate them
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh you know and the the whole back and forth and and stuff yeah it is getting closer and closer to like okay you know <laughs> when is somebody else going to come across uh, what the, the young FBI agent found, you
3: know, (laughs) right. Right. You know, she, let's be honest. She was green and she figured some stuff out, even if some of it was by accident. And then that is just dropped.
1: Right. I mean, they keep, they keep mentioning her, you know, you know, having lost the agent and and stuff like that. But
3: no, I mean, I mean, the discoveries were dropped, like no one else is really looking into. Yeah.
1: They've, they've mentioned, you know, that, uh, The possibility of it being a doctor. Right. You know, stuff. But they there hasn't been a lot pursued down what might have she found.
3: Right. uh, Type of. And I mean, I guess it is true to what you would expect in that situation. But he's just such a suspicious character in general that even if you don't think, even (laughs) if you can't wrap your head around what he's doing, I would be suspicious of him and I would maybe not want him working with one of my profilers or I would maybe be keeping an eye on him, surveilling him to see if he could be somebody. I, right. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean, granted we've seen, you know, as the episodes have gone out, we've seen more and more of, of not just assuming that that's his handiwork, but actually seeing him do oh, things. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
1: But the, the scene in, I don't, I, I watched the last two episodes, you know, back to back. So I'm not sure which one it was in, but the one where is, is it Alana where she says to, to uh, Jack, I you know I completely trust Hannibal. Why would he lie yeah. about, about that? And you were just like, "But wait, what?
0: why, wouldn't why would be, Yeah,
1: why wouldn't you be? Uh, what about it? And that makes him so." Uh, Trustworthy. So trustworthy. <laughs> and,
3: right. Like, this, I don't know. Don't you get vibes about people it, that you meet? Like, maybe they're not doing anything to prove your vibes are correct, but sometimes people are just creepy. Yeah.
1: It's I mean, true. It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's partially I know plenty it,
3: of people that
2: are
1: just creepy. It's partially that we've seen, you know, too much that now yeah. that seems I
0: know.
1: That that seems so but it it was the one scene that was like so like <laughs> why would he lie? And you're just like, this is the this is where you should start going. Oh wait, why would he lie? You know? right. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> oh, Hannibal. I'm excited they're getting a second season. I'm excited. We're like I'm excited yeah. they get to explore the the world a little bit more. Even though I'm sure we're going to have more of these like why is why isn't anybody picking up on the fact Why Are they still eating there? Like these are all right. things that I'm sure we'll still be saying next season, but at least we have a next season to say them during. So oh, that's totally <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Hannibal! I just keep saying Oh Hannibal! I mean he's doing great work too. What's his name? Mads, Michaels. Yeah, he's oh, really
1: I don't
3: good. Know how to pronounce it, but yeah,
1: yeah. He's when you're talking about somebody coming in and playing, you know, sort of an iconic role that Anthony Hopkins is sort of set the benchmark for. You know, the, to be able to come yeah. in and 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 you're not thinking, oh wow, this is a bad in, impersonation of Anthony Hopkins or he's really created this. They've created their own sort of version. Right. And, and he's completely, I mean, he, he does bridge the gap. Well, of being of seeming normal, but also being able to be super creepy. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Um, orphan black season uh, one, episode 10, so much. endless forms. Most beautiful. There are so many things about this finale, that just a different show would never get away with it. But like, So much happened, and it all made sense. And now I'm still like, "What's going to happen next?" And I just want to know everything right now. I can't wait till spring 2014. It's too
3: far away. Oh, that is first of all, I yeah, that is way too far. And I I get why they're doing that. And I mean, it's going to make the show that much more amazing because they have time to properly plan and execute. But I will just be watching the first season over and over and over because, yeah, Cause, yeah I, I will. I mean, I loved I loved the whole season. I love the finale, but I didn't feel like it felt like a finale in the sense that it had a I mean, it did. It had a clear cliffhanger, but at the same time,
1: every episodes had one of those. <laughs> yeah.
3: I was say, right. I like some of the episodes that came before it had a bigger cliffhanger. Like, I feel like they were, you know, they wrapped enough up that had they not come back. It would have, it would have worked okay, as a series finale without you completely freaking out, right? But I'm glad, obviously, they're coming back because you know, then they're just gonna, they're going, you know, that premiere, that second season premiere will just have all those things explode. Because there's so, uh, I mean, there's just so much more to do. There's so much that I so, felt like they they didn't, they didn't touch on some stuff that I was kind of hoping they would touch on.
2: We didn't get nearly enough time with Paul for my liking because I love me some Paul.
3: <laughs> no. um,
2: yeah. But uh, there's just now there's so many questions. It's that I'm sure that Tatiana Maslany is just thrilled to stop playing that crazy wig because I mean, Helena was a great but character. I miss her. I love her. I'm going to miss her. That scene where they were at the diner in the one episode where she's eating the jello just, like that. just God, the way that Tatiana plays these, ugh. I'm just so impressed by her. But the way they
1: filmed that scene, too.
3: Right. You totally believe that
1: there's actually two of them there.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of – I think it was two or three episodes ago. There was a shot of um, Allison and Sarah in the car, and it was shot from the passenger side window. So you saw both of them, and it was – I could not figure out how they did that technically. Like It was perfect, and to look at that show and to what they can do – and then I wonder why other people can't like why can't these new fall shows we just talked about be as good as what this <laughs> is. Like on, on every level. I mean like the fact that this woman is playing well, who knows how many pl- people she'll play next year because yeah. <laughs> we uh, we met a new one in the finale and I'm sure we're going to meet like a bunch more. So
1: Yeah, I've been I'm just I've been so saying that fascinated. that uh, that you have you have somebody who's playing the star and most of the supporting cast. Right. Like yeah, one yeah. person is playing all of these all these characters, and just the way that they they film them, and that she's able to slip into these different the different characters
2: alone that she's doing. Yeah. Like we talked about, Rebel Wilson's terrible American accent. Like, right?
3: Like, there's a degree. Like, there's acting, and then there is another level. And you know, yeah. not everybody can do what Tatiana's doing, but you know, not everybody's going to have to. But I feel like she needs to be recognized. For this, and yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping the Emmys will recognize her, but I don't know if it's too out out of the box for them.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing that's but, that's weird. Is you just go, this is by far the best acting performance.
3: Yeah, and, and you could <laughs> of could, the uh, year. You can nominate her in any cat in either category for any one of those roles. Yeah, you, could non- exactly you can her. nominate you her as a supporting like, actor. have to win heads and tails above everybody else. Like even just for the work she's doing as one person. Forgetting about the fact that she's playing five people, or six, or however many, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, you could nominate her as both <laughs> main you should, yeah, and both supporting Sarah character. And Helena,
2: or Allison. I love Allison. Oh, I love Allison. And I was just going to say, like, yeah, she's doing an amazing job, but I also don't think the show would work without the supporting cast that they do have. God, love him. Jordan Guevara is – Yeah. Felix, Felix. Felix is perfection. Yeah. That guy is amazing. And he and yeah. Allison together – Oh my God. <laughs> that was like, the I best do no wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the yeah. best thing, uh, sort of story arc of the season, really, uh, on the fun side of things, was th- those two, you know, sort of becoming friends <laughs> and stuff. Right. From where they started to, to where they ended. Well, oh, yeah, because
3: you never expected it.
1: Oh, I love it so much. But yeah, on her performance, though, when you see her where she has to play. One of the clones pretending to be one of the other ones. Oh
2: yeah! Oh my God! There's so many layers.
1: I think that those are an amazing performance because how hard would it be to not slip fully into yeah that other character right. in, and still try and make it so that you're trying to sound like the other one, but you you still have your same mannerisms a little bit. You know, you're trying to hide them. You know, just some of those those yeah. parts of the performances so are so intense.
3: I mean that was it was a perfect example of that in the finale I mean with Helena stabbing the birth mother when she was walking in that a slight I mean it wasn't a full wide shot but it was a slightly wider shot and she was walking and I kind of looked at her and I went wait she's walking weird like what happened and then I went oh that's not Sarah and then sure enough like 2 seconds later she stabs her and it's not Sarah and I was like that like to be able to layer it that way yeah that's Ugh. that's fascinating, but also, I mean, now I feel like I want to go back and watch the season <laughs> and see if, like, there were accidental mistakes because I don't know how there's not. Right,
2: exactly. Ugh, you guys, I don't know what I'm going to do without it for a year. Oh, yeah. What do we think? Okay, so what do we think is Siobhan's
3: involvement? I I don't, okay, I might be crazy, but I thought... Like, I understand that we saw this quote-unquote birth mother who carried the babies to terms, but I thought biologically Siobhan was their mother. Oh. I don't know if that's something that I missed that they've already explained that's not possible or if it is still possible, but I thought that was, that was one of the things when I said I wish they had touched upon more things in the finale. That was something that I thought they were going to address in the finale was what her deal was because they did a couple of episodes ago they she did talk to sarah about how you know she knew that they needed to be kept she needed to be kept safe and she was working with these people and it, and and i kind of they set up that she knows a lot more than we would have expected and i right. just wanted right. i wanted a little bit more of her involvement past that photograph yeah. so yeah. i don't that's my theory and it might be
1: completely wrong but yeah, well you're also not quite sure on you put you tend to put things together like they make the call and say, you know, do XYZ, and then she shows up and they're gone. Yes, exactly.
0: The, the inference
1: is that she called Siobhan and said, yep. But you don't necessarily know that that's actually right. what happened.
3: Right.
1: And, you know, it, she
3: could have called somebody else. Could have called, called somebody else, created. and
1: they went in and, and, right. and took them both. Right. Uh, type of thing. That's the type of thing that this show does <laughs> so well. Exactly. That it it really leaves you wondering, you know, is she more involved? What What exactly was the. You know the birth mother trying to say about her, yeah uh, you know uh what exactly? did that picture mean, I mean, they do leave you with lots of things to follow up on in the, you know, where the cops are just now like, Holy crap. We've got five people that look right. like, yeah. you know, I
3: well, have to be honest though. I don't know if I care about that part of the story, the, co- seeing I the cops try to figure it out. I'm kind of like, they're, they're both fun and they're interesting. And it certainly is another complication for Sarah. Yeah. But I, like, think, well, I think
1: that's where it comes into play is, is it becomes a yeah. complication for both them and the you know, the group that's been trying to obviously hide this for a while.
3: But I just mean like from a story perspective, like every time that they're on screen without one of the clones, I feel like they're wasting my time and I want to get back (laughs) to one of the clones. Like I, I would watch the show if it was just all of the clones. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I would hope that next season they would focus less on what, on them trying to catch up to where we are. Yeah, I get that. I, um,
2: I gonna say I just I don't know I just love it I love Matt Frewer I think Dr. Leakey is so creepy and yeah, like it's really good awesome I love the Delphine character I, like she you I, I think she's maybe for real on, Cosima, on Cosima's side I don't know that for sure
3: I, I think, mean how great I mean, I she is it kind of proved that she like didn't expect to be but she is like she didn't out Kira like that's a big deal yeah
2: that's a big deal and how amazing is it gonna be when Allison
3: finds out that Ainsley's not her monitor and she let her yes. die? Of her? Well, listen, Ainsley was terrible, so I'm not upset that she died. But <laughs> exactly. I love that I love that like this whole time she was so stuck on Ainsley and I was like sitting there going, I'm pretty sure it's not Ainsley. Why is nobody why is she not well, there, like considering the there possibility? Was a
2: scene where Donnie was putting he was like burning pictures of Allison. Yes. And I thought he was on the phone with Olivier. So like to me, I was like, I why what, like, why is nobody else picking up on this
3: that Ainsley's not the monitor? Well, and I'm not, I don't mean the audience, I meant like her, though. Oh, yeah. Al- yeah. Allison was so stuck on Ainsley, and I was like, well, but e-, you know, and nobody corrected her. Like, even Leaky, when he came to see her, didn't, when she said, she said something about her, like her monitor, and she used sh- the word she, and he, he just smiled at her and walked yeah. away. And I was like, yeah. oh, you dick. <laughs> And by the way, I know we just said we love him, but he's he's also Matt is also in Falling Skies this season. And oh. he's amazing, but I can't now look at him without <laughs> seeing Dr. Leaky going, Wait a minute, are these aliens not really aliens? Anyway.
2: <laughs> How heartbreaking it was, like, when it, they realized that the barcode, like yes. Like it's not a DNA thing. Like it's real. They put it in there on purpose. They are property. They could take Kira.
3: Oh. Yeah, I just love though what that, that sets up like. Oh, I know. Like the you know that this is be above and beyond just like some crazy experiment. They they obviously if they put if they went through all the trouble of patenting them, they have plans for them. Exactly. Oh. so we could
2: go on for um, ever about Open yeah. Black. Yeah. So I'm moving on because I could literally just talk for the next two hours. Yeah,
1: it's definitely a show. Even though we've talked, well. A lot about it over the last few podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that <laughs>
0: that,
1: uh, that uh and you know have talked a little bit spoilery about things and stuff like that there's still so much that goes on and the performances are so great that if you haven't watched this series you need to, yes you have a lot of time to i know i was just but, gonna say
3: it's only 10 episodes and you have a whole year so but, so basically yeah.
1: like one a month for the for the next year and you'll be yeah. But you won't be able to watch. You won't just be able one to do month. it
3: when,
2: I have a friend, my friend Lauren, she texted me this morning. She's like, um, just so you know, we're from black is my new drug because she wasn't uh, watching it. And then she watched it all this weekend. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean,
1: I think it's great from the beginning, but it's really like episode three, four, where it starts mm-hmm. dropping a lot of big things You know, mm-hmm. start start really happening and so if you get into it and you're a little unsure in the beginning, stick with it, because... Yeah, it's,
2: yeah, Yes. Yes. So, okay, the killing. Surprise season three, episode one, and episode two. The jungle, and that you fear the most.
1: Finally doing the storyline that I thought season two was going to be.
2: About the... Wait, the which?
1: Well, I always thought that in season one, that... Because they had kind of mentioned a case that, you know, you'd seen... You know, that she had been working on it or, you know, wasn't sure about from her past or whatever. Oh, and, right. And I yeah. always thought that you were going – that what was happening was you were going to find out who killed Rosie Larson and season two would – either something would be found during the Rosie Larson case
0: mm.
1: or something – you know, or they would just go to it in the next season Would something mm-hmm. would happen that would – because that's the only reason you you really add in that much of this case backstory is that you have a plan of going to it. And I just thought that it was, that was where they were going to go in season two instead of,
3: uh, I mean, had they never, or maybe I shouldn't say that because everybody will get up in arms. Had they not revealed who killed Rosie Larson the way that they did this easily, it could have been part of the same storyline. Like she could have been mixed up with someone who didn't get to, Finish the job the way that he normally finishes the job, and it could have all been tied in, but I feel like they wanted a clean slate in season three and I don't think they're wrong to to want that because everybody not was so set with them. You really like as we we talked about earlier, you know it's not a straight anthology drama because the first two seasons were one thing, and these characters are still who they were, but they're you know there's a whole new set of characters. I feel like it's a really strong start for a new version of what they were doing. I agree. Yeah. Well, I, I think like the, the idea of
1: an investigation over, you know, a 12 episodes or whatever is an interesting way to go at, mm. you know, this type of, you know, this type of story Yeah, uh, and showing it in a semi real time ish. Each episode is, is mm-hmm. like a day uh, yeah. type of thing that they did in the, you know, in the first season was, I just think that they went too long with it. Like it did <laughs> Uh
3: well that and i mean i i if they were going to go as long as they went with it i wish they would have showed us more of other people when they were alone
1: well or they also needed like an explicit like here for this season they have come out and said you will get an answer to this mystery at the end of this season
3: well but they they have only said that because they have to because yeah. everybody's so upset <laughs> like you never should have to do that as a show like people should be able to watch a show and you know either like or don't like what the show is giving them but they shouldn't have to justify ahead of time what they're going to be getting
1: well i think uh i think it was in Alan Seppenwald's review where he he mentioned that the the reason everybody was so upset by the end of the when there wasn't a reveal at the end of the first season was because by the end of the first season that was the only thing that was keeping them watching mm. at at that point. Mm. And I was like, that could be true. I mean, there were some great performances and stuff like that, but after you know six, twelve red herrings, you know of of who did it, you know in the first season, you really were kind of like waiting for this answer, yeah. and that you needed yeah. another, had to wait another twelve episodes to. Uh, yeah. To find out what actually (laughs) happened was uh, I
2: will never not love Holder and Lyndon together. I think that I think they are fantastic together because they it's such a rare thing that on TV these days, like a guy and a girl are clearly just a guy and a girl who work together. And their relationship is so it's not based on anything sexual. It is so he he respects her. She finally respects him, and they have like such an a ba- like a shorthand, and yeah, they're just so good together. And, and I'm glad,
1: different.
2: yeah, exactly. it's so different, and I well, love it. Know, I love him in suits. I love,
0: it's
3: so, uh, yeah. I love it. Oh yeah, and I mean that's the thing. I love watching them together because it is different. But you know, going back to what you just said, Jason, about how you know it was it became all about waiting for that reveal of the killer because there were so many red herrings. I feel like this season, at least they've kind of also addressed that because they're, they're showing us – they're taking us into that other world. I'm calling it the Lost Girls world or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we're allowed to spend so much time with them separate from this case, we're getting to know all of these characters. And we're, I'm not, at least yet, so focused just on who did it or what's exactly. going on with that guy in jail And like, because I'm invested in, in all of these characters, not just – Holder and Linden, and this mystery. Like, I feel like it's a lot richer this year with the characters and the worlds that they've created.
1: Yeah, like, you didn't know anything about Rosie Larson. Yeah,
3: no. and we, we got to know her family, but not really, like, they were really secretive, and, like, I just wasn't, I wasn't that emotionally attached to the dad and the whole mob storyline. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I felt like it was, It that really was just a who did this, and then when you don't tell me who did this, it gets a little repetitive and boring, but... Now I'm invested in who these people are and if more of them go missing or end up dead I'm going to care a lot more because you've exactly. invested in them before that happens.
2: Yeah, I mean I I made notice of that too as I was watching like at first it was like who are these little girls like why do we care but now I understand because yeah. after 2 hours I do like, I am worried about what's
3: going to happen to that stupid model and girlfriend. Oh, my God. Girlfriend that story is am- – I love that story because you oh just want to strangle them both. You just want to be like, go home. You need parents. Exactly. But, yeah. But then, then the, the one, one that, that went, went home, parents? you <laughs> you wanted to
1: strangle the parent.
3: <laughs> well, that's what uh, I mean. Like, <laughs> Obviously, these kids are left for a reason. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I just think
2: that for people who didn't give it a third chance because – they were burned or whatever. I do think it's a really good reset and a really, I think it's worth the time. I think it's his own show. In.
3: Yeah. I yeah. feel like you have to treat this like it's its own show. And like, if you know something about Holder and Lyndon from the first two seasons, great. But if you don't, it doesn't matter. And yeah. if you, you know, if you know about them and you didn't like the first two seasons because of the pacing, you probably won't like this because the pace is the same. Yeah. And Peter start is, super creepy and amazing oh so good that's what I was going to say I mean like the pacing is is just the same but everything else is I think newly vibrant
2: yeah exactly so I think everybody should check back in on the killing yeah all right that's round time for tonight um we're going to jump right into tv on dvd I looked at the list and there's like 17 usa shows coming out on june 11 um if you want them go find them they're out there uh rizzoli and isles I watch but I don't think I need it on dvd and I did love the Wedding Band, which Jason also picked. But the Wedding Band complete series comes out on June eleventh, and I really thought that was a great show.
1: Yeah, that was yes.
2: at that a wrong time.
1: This sort of sat on the shelf n- once it finally got out there. Never got a real shot being on at yeah. ten o'clock on a Saturday, but such a really fun show and well done, and yeah. a great cast. Everything you know. You talk about all these shows that are you know, like these dads and minute work and
3: mm-hmm.
1: and all these things that are sort of guy-focused. This was...
3: It can be guy-focused and still good. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, she, this exactly. This is
1: an example of how you can do something good with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, the music was fun uh, with, the you know, the the covers and all the stuff that they did and uh, the various get-ups they would do for whatever the theme of the party was. Right. Uh, but just... Uh, a lot of fun, and uh, totally worth uh, checking out. And uh, I'll have uh, also uh, look for uh, a giveaway on TVaholic.
3: Oh, nice! Uh, does it a- come with a CD? Because I want the music from the show. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the and the, I told so TNT, that's, I told Turner that I was like, "What are you guys doing? Are you doing a promo album? Because I totally want one, and then they never did. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Yeah. This Love is it. what this. It's so one of those shows that I was like, "How does this not on at? Like Thursdays at ten mm. o'clock or something or Yeah, it should have been or, or something. How how did they, how but, did they not even give it a shot at a real
3: It's because it was it, it was a weird format for them. Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing. Like I I think it could have succeeded if it if it wasn't kind of out there by itself in that in that but then it
1: all but it but then to me it, it made more makes more sense than putting on a half hour comedy and then a repeat of Big Bang Theory before Conan.
0: Yeah,
2: but gets theory huge gets ratings. Well for yeah, I know, yeah.
1: but to have an hour long show that goes into, you know, to try it, you know, is, is, mm-hmm. uh, it was only, I really e- wish, it was only 10 episodes. You know,
2: like, I really wish that the show had, because it was made around the same time Glory Days was made, and I thought Glory Days was so much oh, fun. Right. And, but Wedding Band was held because they were kind of leftovers from the regime that was there, and then the regime that wanted to focus on half hour uh, comedy nice. left. But I just feel like, on a on a Tuesday night wedding band paired with like Franklin and Bash on TNT would have worked. Hmm. But it was a T like they they pushed it on T B S and said T N T. Like I just feel like it could've worked with something like Franklin and Bash, which was originally for T B S over on TNT. I just it was mishandled. It was a bungled attempt. Yeah. And I love Jenny Wade, and I really want her to get a good job and a job that sticks. Yeah,
1: <laughs> something that goes. Along every with the show 10 she's episodes. in gets,
2: just fails. God, I love that show. She was on the good guys.
1: Is, is, is she like the? Is she the 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 female Kyle Bornheimer?
2: Oh, Kyle Bornheimer! Oh. I, to to him. I was so excited that there was a Kyle Bornheimer reference in the like season finale, <laughs> like. If anybody understands my obsession with Kyle Bornheimer, I'm really glad that like does. Um, but that guy just needs a good show. He just needs a good show. Oh my or,
1: god. Or or like a or like a David Walton. But I think a, yeah. About a Boy has a good yeah. shot of being that show.
2: Yes. yes, yes, I agree. So
3: Danielle didn't have a pick, but what did she, she wanted to talk well, about? No, I mean it's not that I didn't have a pick. Like I can shout out Necessary Roughness, a guy I know yeah. created that, so let's support him. Um, and House of Cards, you know, uh, from Netflix. I like. I like the fact that they're they're giving it a DVD release for people that don't have Netflix or that wanna, yeah. you know, watch in a different way or you know. they're Or still, still written DVDs from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> there you go. I mean, but I mean to be honest with you, it was the same thing. There was a lot of USA stuff, and I'm not yeah. like super into most of it. And um, it's the summer, so it's a great time to catch up on shows. Yeah. But I find that most of the shows that most that I would recommend you catching up on, their newest season isn't on DVD yet because it literally just ended a couple weeks ago. And it will right. be out, you know, end of the summer. There's There wasn't a whole lot on this list that, like, personally grabbed me.
2: I hear you. I'm with you there. So that's our show. Thank you to Danielle. Yeah, thank you, guys. Always fun chatting. And we'll see you in nine months at Paley. Uh, <laughs> for real this yeah. time. Um, yes. Next week, our guests will be Kyle, um, Kyle Nolan from NoReruns.net, and Amy Amitangelo from TV Gal, the TV Gal herself. Um, I was so happy when TV Gal came back. I was like, Amy. Um, Okay, our music today was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party from the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. I still say it with the same cadence every time, or I'm going to forget parts of it we've been saying it with the same cadence since, like, episode one. Um, Okay. That's all for tonight. My dog has just been staring at me like, can we go outside now? (laughs) She's been behaving. She usually barks, which I'm really Uh, proud of. Anyway, thank you. All right. (laughs) Does anybody else have anything to add as I just keep talking? Um, I have to turn a light on. I've been sitting. I haven't. I haven't quite gotten to my light in my living room. I'm sitting on the one end of the couch where I can't reach it with my headphones on. Um, but it's getting dark here because it's been raining all day and I'm just sitting in the dark. But, nice. But hey, I'm I'm sitting at the glow of the computer. The That's sacrifices really I make.
1: This is podcasting <laughs> after dark.
0: Oh, yeah, God.
2: Took a little turn. Um, okay.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> Thank I, you. Should I go into my Gus voice? and? Uh...
2: Oh, my God. Gus. <laughs> Gus is a radio DJ. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Have a good night.
1: Bye. Bye. We sit glued to the TV set all night. And every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. Right. We
0: got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.